Aren't kids fun? <laughs> George said if they don't belong to you, they, you can see. Don't, didn't, they, didn't they look so pretty up here, all dressed up and smiling? They were on their best behavior. <laughs> but we know they can get dirty, can't they? They can act up. But you know what, Lord, give, give you patience. Come on, parents. This year, pray the Lord will give you patience, give you wisdom. You're molding and shaping a generation. You're raising the next leaders. Teach them integrity. Teach them faith. Teach them to honor God, to honor His house, to honor His people. Teach them the Ten Commandments. It's important that they know the Word of God. Today, I want to talk about one of the, I think one of the, most comforting, encouraging uh, passage of Scripture. And I, I think, parents, you need, you should read this to your kids every day. You should memorize it. I had to memorize it when I was uh, very young in Sister Robbie Robinson's class. She made us all memorize this Scripture and uh, the whole chapter. So I would encourage you, parents, to start reading this to your kids every day. Start taking it verse by verse. And by the end of the school year, wouldn't it be amazing if your kids could quote this entire passage? It would stick with them their entire life. I don't know if you know this or not, but we live in an evil time. We're living in a time to where you can no longer let your children just go out and play. We're living in a time to where we're hearing about it, we're seeing it, where they're marking cars of women and following them. Just happened to a woman this morning. One of our ladies, the police escorted her home because two men came and marked her car. They're doing that and they're, they're watching and they're following. I'm telling you, we live in an evil time. You cannot let your guard down. You've got to keep your eyes on your kids. You've got to protect them from what the devil is trying to teach them. You need to make sure you know what your school is teaching. Read their home. Listen, it takes work to raise kids. Don't let the school do it. It's not their responsibility. Don't let the church do it. It's not their responsibility. You cannot send your kids once a week to kids' church or on Wednesday night to Pastor Elias and expect us to solve all their behavioral problems. You have got to do it Monday through Monday, 24 hours a day, with love, with encouragement. And a switch. Or two or three. A belt, a paddle. We know the difference in abuse and correction. Don't believe in abuse and hurting a child. But the Bible says if you spare the rod, you'll spoil the child. And we've got a generation of spoiled children. I got to get to preaching. That's not even in my notes. That's not what we talk. We're not talking about spoiled children today. 
What we need to preach on is spoiled parents that don't teach their children. But that's not what we're talking about either. I'm just, I want you to put this scripture, this, this chapter in your heart and in their heart. Amen. And we're going to talk about it today. Psalms 91. The 91st Psalm, verse 1 through 16. We're going to read them all, preach them all, learn them all, get them all in our heart. And we're going to see what the Holy Spirit will speak to us today. Amen. I remember, for all you military people, you, you remember boot camp? So these soldiers were in boot camp and they came in late after being, I mean, just abused all day. And the lights go out and they knew it wouldn't be long before the bugle would sound and Reveille would play. And they'd be right back out of their bed. And in the darkness, one soldier began to say, now I'll lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, thank you, Lord. And ten other soldiers said, Amen. <laughs> Have you ever laid down and thought it would be a good thing if I just didn't wake back up? It'd be a good thing just to go and be with the Lord. Because life has a way of wearing you down. We need protection. We need safety. I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than being under the protection of God Almighty. I was telling them this morning in, in, in prayer in the office how many times that we have no idea how many times a week or a day God protects and spares us. Think about your children. They're small. They're running around. They're coming toward the hot stove and you just step in between them. You guard them from the electric sockets. You guard them from the knives. You keep them from going into the street. You're, and they're running around just playing and you're constantly getting in between them in danger. And God does that for us on a daily basis and we don't even know the things He spares us from. David said in Psalm 91, we're going to read this chapter. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. He will not you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. But it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. 
For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, this morning we thank you for your word. We thank you this morning as we dissect this passage as we look at the components as we say Lord how does this apply and how can I get under that shadow how can I walk under your protection your safety your care I pray today that you would minister grace to your people open our ears to hear and our heart to receive and allow us to be blessed in your presence today and everybody said amen Amen. Don't you want to become one who trusts in God? We trust in a lot of things. We trust in things that cannot save us. We trust in things that cannot protect us. But sometimes the very one that can do it all, we have the least amount of trust in. We've got to begin to receive and trust. And that's why it's important as parents that you instill in your children a trust in God. Now, this is not in my notes either, but I'm just going to throw it in. It's free. Do not use me, Pastor Elias, Chrissy... Are any of the ministers to scare your children? <laughs> Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm telling you all the time. Kids act up. People, I'm telling Pastor Samuel. We're telling Pastor Elias what you did. Yeah. Listen, do not use fear tactics. Do not, te- do not scare your children with the police. Do not use people who are there to love, protect, keep them safe as a tactic to keep them straight. When they see me, I want them to go, there is someone who loves me unconditionally. There is somebody that cares about me. There's somebody that will protect me and keep me safe. Don't try to scare them. I'm telling Pastor Samuel on you. I want them to have such confidence that they go, good, tell him. Because he's going to love me and help me and he's going to pick me up when I fall. He's going to wrap his arms around me when I make a mistake and tell me Jesus loves me and help me get through it. Huh? God's going to get you. Stop scaring. Let people, let them know that God loves them. That He will protect them. That He's going to guide and keep them. 
You know, you, we, we used to, as kids, you know, we hear that song. There's an all-seeing eye watching you. You turn the lights out at night, that scare you to death. I don't want no eye watching me. You to explain to them on their level the love and the care and the kindness. You help them become. Church, you need to become one who trusts in God. He's not your enemy. He is not one that is up there with a big club just waiting on you to make a mistake so he can knock you over the head. He is there waiting for you. And like Peter walking on the water, when you begin to sink, amen, and cry out, he is there to reach down and pick you up. He's not there to step on you and push you down. And He's a protector. We use that term, David said, He that dwelleth in the secret place. How can you become one who trusts God? You've got to learn to spend time in the secret place. What is that secret place? David used this term in several different ways. And when David was a fugitive running from Saul, running for his life, he had places that he would hide, places of safety where the enemy couldn't find him. Other times, as in Psalms 27, 5, where he said, uh, he hides me in his pavilion. It was talking about the central tent that the commander lived in. And to get to that tent, you had to come through rank after rank after rank of soldiers. Amen, I'm telling you, amen, when the Lord protects you, amen, there's a lot of angels. There's a lot of heavenly hosts that the enemy's got to come through before he can get to you. Because God hides you in his secret place under his pavilion. But most likely David's referring to the holy place. The place of the tabernacle. The place where the Spirit of God dwelt. What does it mean to dwell? He that dwelleth in the secret place. We know the word, we think of dwell as, as living. Where do you live? What's your address? Where do you have your stuff? Where It's not a, a, a word. It's not a house. It's not somewhere that we live physically, but it's where our heart is. Where we dwell, what we think on, our thoughts. He, when our thoughts are on God, He said He would keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. You can be at work and dwell in the secret place. You can be at home dwelling in the secret place. You can be in the middle of trouble dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Place of protection, a place of safety. Colossians said, since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden in Christ with God. We've got to understand that I can dwell in a secret place of protection, of peace, even out there in a world filled with evil, filled with turmoil, right when everybody else is going crazy. Amen. We can be dwelling in a place of safety, a place of peace, a place of protection in His presence. What, well, what are the characteristics of a person who is abiding under the shadow. 
How do you know? They love to be alone with God. They love to be in a place of worship. They love to come to an altar and spend time. They love, amen, going back then. The priest would go into the holy place. Now, out in the tabernacle, out in the courtyard, everybody could go there. And then some could come into the inner court. Some could come into the holy. But only once a year, the priest could go into the holies of holies. Beyond the veil. In the very presence of God. But when Jesus died, he ripped that veil apart and said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. Those who are abiding under the shadow want to go and worship beyond the veil. I want to go beyond where everybody else is. I want to have an intimate relationship with God. I want to converse with God in solitude and private. Amen. When I'm all alone. I want to have communion and communication with God. Shall abide under the shadow. What is the shadow? It's protection from the sun. Yesterday at, at, at the funeral, out at the, the graveside, the sun was beaming down. Many people, some were under the tent, many people had umbrellas, and me and Amy were standing out there in the Hot sun. So I slipped away and went to the car and got my umbrella. Now, why you need an umbrella? It's not raining. But can I tell you, when I popped that umbrella open and lifted it up, and it cast a shadow, the temperature dropped greatly. And then I'm standing there holding it, and the shadow, it's on us. And then all of a sudden, Amy's like, oh, my toes are hot. And I look down. The sun was right there on her feet. So I had to adjust it a little bit to get them under the shadow. Then I'm standing there and I kind of feel. You know, you know how you, you can feel when somebody's close? I kind of turned and looked and there was a lady right up close behind us. She was getting in the shadow. Can I tell you this morning, when you abide under the shadow, there's other people that's going to go want to get close. When they see you protected from the storm, when they see you protected from the heat, when they see you under a protection, they're going to want to get close to you to get under that shadow. Your kids are going to want to get under that shadow. Your family, when they see you protected and the peace it brings. Amen? As we get under that shadow, that protection, that dominion, under the power of. Why, 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 do you, why, why do you go in your house at night? Why do you go in your house when it's raining or storming? Because it has a what? A roof. That roof is that covering, that roof, is that protection, it's that shadow. I'm telling this morning, He is a roof above us. He is a shadow. He, he protects us if we will stay under that. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people that say, you know what? I ain't going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to stand out from under it. Well, you just get cooked by the sun then. You just get pelted by the rain then. There's protection there for a reason. But you know what? God doesn't force you to be under it. 
He allows you to come under it. But you've got to come under it with a willing heart. He that abides under the shadow of the Almighty. You've got to begin to confess your faith. David said, I will say of the Lord. What are you saying of the Lord? What are you saying about Him? What are you saying to Him? What do other people see you declaring? What does the devil hear you saying about the Lord? The David said, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. Huh? He's my very present help in the time of trouble. David said in, in verse 1 and 2, five times he mentions uh, the name of God. Most high, almighty, Lord God, refuge, fortress. Amen. You've got to begin to declare of the Lord what he is. What is he to you? What are you coming under? What are you allowing to overshadow you? Telling you people in this world are letting the wrong thing overshadow them. They're letting fear and guilt and condemnation. They're letting lies and fear and anger. They let all this stuff overshadow their life. And I'm telling you, the devil would love to cast a shadow on you. He'd love for you to come under his umbrella. There's no safety and no peace. There's death and destruction. But David said, I will say of the Lord. You've got to begin to declare who he is and who he is to you. And that you begin to come under his protection. Amen. God protects us. He protects those who believe. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. We begin to see verse number three. That he'll save me from what? The snare. Did you know there's a lot of snares out there? What's a snare? It's a trap. He'll rescue us from the trap. Now, the best thing to do is to not get in the trap. Huh? But it's good to know. So first of all, he said, don't get in the trap. That's why we pray the Lord's Prayer. Deliver me from evil. Lord, show me the traps. Show me the pitfalls. Show me the people. You need to pray over your kids every day. Lord, keep them away from the wrong people. Huh? Keep my boys away from the wrong girls. Keep my girls away from the wrong boys. Keep my kids from being under the influence of wrong teaching. And that's why I said you got to watch. you got to read the books. You've got to listen. It takes work to be a parent. Come on, do the homework. Look at what they're doing. Hear what they're listening to. See what they're reading. See what is going in their ears and their eyes. Amen. It's your responsibility. Amen. At night, you lock the door and you make sure they're safe. But why don't we do that from their ears and eyes. Parent, you need blocks on their phones. Don't you give a kid a phone or a tablet with no blocks where they can go and Google anything they want to. You need parental controls that they can't go and look at content or listen to things. You can't just give them anything. You, you are their protector. 
And God is your protector. You get them under your shadow and you get under his shadow and your whole family is protected. Because we have an adversary that is setting traps. But he said that he would keep you from the snare of the fowler. It is a concealed peril. You know, now, now traps, do they just set a trap out in the open with a sign, this is a trap? And the devil stands there with a the sign, hi, I'm the devil. No. What do you put in a trap? Come on, got to put a bait in there. Yeah. Put something that looks good, smells good, tastes good, sounds good. But it's covering the trap, the snare. And you go in for the bait. And you're caught. So the best thing to do is just stay out of the trap. Oh, but the good thing to know is that even if you get caught in the trap, the Lord said, if you'll call on me, I'll deliver you from the snare of the fowl. I'll come to your rescue. I'll get you out of the trap. I'll open the claws. I'll get you out. I'll protect you. I'll shield you, he said, from ever deadly pestilence. We've got a lot of deadly pestilence going around today. And the Lord said he'll guard you and shield you under his feathers and his wings. Have you ever seen in a storm a mother hen, the storm's coming, and the mother will cluck, and she'll raise her wings, and all the little chicks will go underneath, and she'll cover them. Even in deadly fires, they have found mother hens burned, lifeless. But when they pick her up, the little chicks run out. They're safe under her feathers, under her wings. And I'm telling you, God's wings are mighty big. They can stretch out as far and wide as you need them to. Amen. If you'll just come running when he calls. He said, under my feathers, under my wings. Matthew said, I called you. As a hen calls her chicks, but you refused and he said I can't protect you if you refuse if you say no I'm going to handle this myself I'm going to stay out here and battle this on my own listen God's his wings are spread he's calling but it's up to you whether or not you'll go under the safety of his wings amen he said I'll shelter you from danger I'll be your shield now He said, I'll be two things, a shield and a rampart. The shield is for the front. He said, I'll be a shield about you. I'll keep the fiery darts, the lies, the deception, everything the devil shoots. Listen, you cannot help the devil from shooting fiery darts. But you can quench them. He's going to shoot them. But the Bible says if you'll lift the shield of faith, you can quench the fiery darts of the devil. 
And then he said he'll be a rampart. He's protection from behind. Oh, David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come on, I got the Holy Ghost going before me. I got Jesus all around me. I got goodness and mercy following me from behind. I'm surrounded. I love that song we sing. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Amen. He surrounds us and he protects us. And he protects us from before and behind. He said that he would banish fear from us day and night. We just sang it. Peace. The enemy will try to take your peace. He'll try to give you night terrors and night visions and, and, and bad dreams and try to keep you from sleep. But I'm telling you, the Lord said, I will banish fear from you if you're on the right side. I, I've never feared the police. But if you rob a bank, you should. Now, I've broke the law. I've been going a little too fast. I've seen the red and blue lights behind me, and I didn't like it. And I paid the price. But people that are on the opposite side of the law fear the law. There's so many people that are on the opposite side of God and they fear God. They think He's just coming to get them. He's just coming to punish them. He's just coming to throw them in jail. He's just coming. Because when, 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 you, when you're not doing right, that's why when I was a kid, kid, I was running from God, I hated to hear my mama pray. I knew she was praying for me and I didn't want to hear it. I knew God was calling me to preach and I didn't want to do it. I was running from God and I didn't want to hear from God. So to hear mama pray, I didn't like that. People don't like it when they're running from God. They don't want to hear God calling. They don't want to hear people tell them about Jesus. They don't want to hear somebody say, I'm praying for you. But I'm telling you, when you get right with God and you're in right relationship... There's no fear. And you can't wait to run to Him. Because you know He is there to protect you. He is there to love you. He is there to bless you. My children, I tried to teach them. I tried. They knew. If they got in trouble, they could call me. It didn't matter what they did. You get in trouble. You make a mistake. You do something stupid. You call me. I'll be there. Now we're going to talk about it later. There might be some consequences. But they never were afraid to call me when they were in trouble. Don't be afraid to call on God when you're in trouble. He loves you. He's there to shelter and protect and keep you. He's not there even to beat you over the head. He is there to get you out of the snare of the fowler. He's there to get you out of the trap 
He said, I'll give you immunity. I'll give you exemption from danger. I have no fear. You should, as a believer, as a Christian, you should have no fear of the judgment of God. When I stand before God, I am not afraid. I am not afraid of going to hell because Jesus is my Savior. My sins are forgiven. As the believer, we're not going to stand at the judgment of God to know whether we go to heaven or hell. As a Christian, as a believer, the only reason we're going to stand before God and be judged is for what we have done good for Him to receive our rewards. But there are people who are so afraid of Judgment Day. Listen, when you're in right relationship with God and you're under His shadow and you're under His protection and you know you're covered in the blood of Jesus and your sins are forgiven, you're not perfect. We all make mistakes. But when I stand before God and He looks at me, all He's going to see is the blood of Jesus and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and I don't fear hell. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you've not given Him your life, and you're playing games, and you're wishy-washy, you might need to fear hell. But you can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and come to a loving Father, and confess your sins, and He's faithful and just to forgive, and you don't have to have that fear of death and hell. Let's skip a few pages. We can have a be under the supernatural. What does it mean? He said there, there, there's uh, in, he said in verse nine and ten. There, there, as we begin to have confession, he said the Lord is my refuge. What is your confession today? How do you get saved? How are you born again? You confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you'll be saved. David said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my help. This morning, you need to acknowledge with your mouth. You need to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You need to begin to allow the supernatural to work in your life. Amen. There's a reward of trusting Him. When you trust Him, it brings peace. When you trust Him, amen, it allows victory to come in your life. He said, I'll send my angels to have charge over you. Amen, you can tread. You can walk on the devil. You can put the devil under your feet. The devil don't belong in your mind. He don't belong in your life. He don't belong in your finances. He don't belong in your marriage. He doesn't belong in your children. The only place the devil belongs is under your foot. And he said that you can tread, you can walk, you can stomp, you can take authority over serpents, scorpions, beasts, and he'll give you perfect peace. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have trouble. Huh? Serving God is not trouble free. Sometimes you have more trouble. The devil didn't bother you when you were his on your way to hell. But that now that you're a friend of God, you're an enemy of the devil. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. 
And if you'll get under my shadow and under my protection, none of these things will befall you. Verse 15 says, I will be with him in trouble. I think one of the uh, one of the Spanish versions, I believe, and you can correct me, you know, I'm not sure which one it is, but it said that uh, shall keep me under the overcoat of God Almighty. Now let me ask you a question. How many has ever, in the winter, ever had a big coat and it was raining, snowing, cold, and you had to go out in the elements? What'd you do? You picked up your child... You held them close to your chest. And what would you do? You wrapped that coat around them. There ain't no better place to be. Safe, warm, wrapped in the Father's arms. I'm telling you this morning, you can be safe under the overcoat of God Almighty. Under His shadow. Under His protection. Covered with His wings. Protected, amen, from your past. Protected from what the enemy wants to do with your future. I'm telling you, God is a protector. And God will put His signature on you. God will mark you. Amen. God will surround you. He promised there's rewards for trusting him. Verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord. See, first of all, it was what God will do. He'll do this. He'll do this. He'll do this. And then God says, I'll do this because they love me. Now, you you parents know when your children are honorable, respectful, grateful, thankful. Oh, it just makes you want to do stuff for them. When they come to you and they hug you and say, you're the best daddy in the world. Your first question is, what do you want? <laughs> I know you're buttering me up for something. What would you break? What would you do? Huh? Don't we do that to God? Yeah. We make a mistake. We fail. We do something stupid. And we come, oh Lord, you're so gracious and merciful. You're so kind and loving. He's like, what'd you do now? But we know when our children just come and hug us and love us. And when they're obedient to our commands, when they do, it just makes us want to bless them. God said, because you did all this, because you came under my protection, because you stay under my shadow, because you love me, because you confess me with your mouth, because that you honor me, not just with your word, but with your actions. Now, here's what God said I'll do. Because you love me, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. (coughs) Excuse me. He will call on me and I will answer him. Does that excite anybody? You call on him, he'll answer you. He'll protect you. He said, I will be with him in trouble. He didn't say you wouldn't have trouble. But he said, I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And then with long life, I will satisfy him. 
Don't you want to live to be a ripe old age? Don't you want to live as long as the Lord has for you? Huh? And then he closed it out by saying, I will show him my salvation. Heaven's a wonderful place. I was just with my, my cousin just passed away this week. I was sitting with her and her husband was on the phone and she was laying there in the bed and she turned and she just looked at me. She wasn't really saying any much at that time. Talking a little bit. And I looked at her and I said, Are you ready to be with Jesus? He shook I'm ready to go be with Jesus. We talked about all the people that she's going to see. I said, tell mama, tell mom and daddy, tell granny, tell all these people, hi, what a great reunion she's going to have. But then I just begin to pray. We begin to say, Lord, thank you for your salvation. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for keeping my life. Thank you. And she just mouthed those words and just saying, Lord, thank you. I'm telling you, when you get to the point where it's time to go from this life to the other, and we all get there, some of us have opportunity. So we all say, well, I'm going to wait till I'll have that. Everybody don't get that opportunity. Everybody doesn't know. For most, for many, it's instant. You don't have time to pray to get things right. Today is the day of salvation. But when that time comes, the Lord said, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to protect them. I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to save them. I'm going to rescue them. I'm going to do all this because they love me. And I'm going to satisfy them with a long life. And then I'm going to show them my salvation. I tell you today, for many, for these that's gone on to be with the Lord this week, they're seeing his salvation. Their faith is becoming sight. We can't even imagine it. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared that love him. But God said, one day, I'm going to show you my salvation. But you know what? Today, it's just time that we get under the shadow. It's time that we have peace with God. It's time that we don't panic. Let me tell you one more story. As we close this morning. It was an Englishman traveling through Ceylon. And he talked about a story of quiet trust. Now some of you ladies are going to hear this. And you're going to go, I, I couldn't have done that. He was eating at the home of a local leader. It was in the jungle. Backwoods. A lot of things happening there. A lot of wild animals, a lot of things are eating in this house. And all of a sudden, the hostess quietly said to the servant, Bring a bowl of milk and sit on the deer skin beside me. That doesn't mean anything to you, does it? But to everyone around that table and to that man, he knew exactly what it meant. He knew that there was a cobra in the room. And that cobras prefer milk to anything else. 
The guest also knew that any hasty movement could mean death. And everyone just sat completely still. Soon, to their amazement, a cobra uncoiled itself from the hostess ankle and swiftly glided over to the milk where it was quickly killed. If we could attain that kind of confident peace, composure, when the devil tries to wrap itself around us, now, I don't know about you. I do remember this, Queen. We were in Africa with Queen and Cody, and we went on, a, they took us on a safari. And we get in the Jeep, and they take us out there in the jungle, and we see all kind of amazing animals. And then they said, We're going to look for the elephants. And they begin to describe these elephants. And they begin to say, when you look through the trees, you're going to see their, what you think is trees, but it's going to be their legs. It ain't the elephants you see at the, down here at the zoo. We're driving around and they've said, okay now, if we see an elephant, if first of all, they're going to act like they don't see us. They're going to ignore us, but they see us. Then if we get too close, they're going to flap their ears and they'll move toward us in a mock charge. Back off to what we do. If we still get too close, there is a chance that they will charge the Jeep. And if they do, stay in the Jeep and don't scream. Yeah. We're all through there and we come across several big elephants and two of them are out right out in the middle of the road. And they do exactly what they say. They're playing they're, look, they, we know that they know we're there. And then that one turns and looks at us, flops those ears and takes a step toward us. Now, here, them gears grinding. He's coming closer and he starts backing up. He's coming and we're backing and he's going. And then you start hearing all beside you in the woods, you know there's elephants there. And you start hearing trees snapping and limbs breaking. And you're surrounded by them. And he's getting faster and faster. And I don't know about, I'm getting ready to scream. If that thing charges that G, because he can flip that thing over, don't get out, don't scream. Yeah. We backed up that road and, until he found a place and he spun around and we took off and got out of there. It was quite exhilarating. I don't know if that cobra wrapped around my ankle if I could have been so calm or if that elephant had a charge that jeep if I wouldn't have screamed. But if we could have the peace of God. Can I want to tell you something? 
if you're under his shadow, if you know he loves you, if you know he's protecting you, you know you love him. And he said, I'm going to hear you. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to show you my salvation. I'm telling you, you're not going to fear the devil because you know the devil has no authority over you. But today, if you're out from under that shadow, if you're playing around with God, if you're just doing your own thing, living your own life, and you're out from under, I'm telling you, the devil can get you. It's nothing to be messed with. Today, you need to get your life hid under that shadow. You need to make sure that your confession is, He is my refuge and my strength. He is my Lord and my Savior. I'm declaring today over you, I'm telling you this about your children. You need to declare protection over them. You need to keep them under the shadow and under the love and under the protection and under the blood of Jesus. Every day. You've heard me tell this story of the witch that sat right outside the school and would put curses on kids. But there were two children that every day when she would try to pronounce a curse, she couldn't open her mouth. She came to become a believer gave her heart to Jesus and made that confession to come to find out that every day right before those kids got out of the car that mama prayed over them and said Lord I plead the blood of Jesus over them keep them safe protect them under the shadow of your wings and he said no evil thing could befall you the devil can't curse you He can't get you. He can't trap you when you're under the shadow of God's protection. Where are you at today? Do you struggle with trusting God during difficult times? Do you have peace and assurance in your salvation? Do you fear death? Do you fear God in a bad way? Or do you know his love and His kindness and knowing that He keeps you safe. That's a wonder. It's good to lay your head on your pillow at night and know that if I were to die, I'd wake up in heaven. Hear those words, enter in, good and faithful servant. That's a peace. Today, if you don't know that, if you're out from under His protection, if you're running from God, today's your day. If you're watching me online today and you're a prodigal, you're running from God, running from your call, running from your relationship, you're out from under that shadow of protection and you're facing all kind of evils. You're trapped by all kind of snares and devices. You're addicted and habits have destroyed your life. And today, if you'll call on Him, He'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler. It's better that He just keep you safe from ever getting in the trap. But today, if you're caught in the trap, He will deliver you if you call on Him. And He'll put you back under that shadow of His protection. His every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Are you 
living under the shadow of the Almighty? Do you have confidence in your relationship? Do you know that if you get in trouble, He'll deliver you? When you know it, you know it. But if today, if you're wondering, today if you say, I hope so, or maybe, or if you're not confident, today's your day. Today's the day that you can come out of the hot burning sun. Get out of the trap of the enemy. And that you can get back under the protection and the shadow of the Almighty. If you say, Pastor, I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. I'm stressed. I fear. I'm full of anxiety. I I have sin in my life. I I have habits and addictions that I'm dealing with. And I, I, I feel like that I'm losing the battle. I need God to come to my rescue. I need God to bring me back under His protection. I need His mercy. I need His grace. I'm here today to tell you He loves you. You don't have to fear Him. If you come to Him, He will not turn you away. He'll receive you. He'll protect you. He'll deliver you. He'll heal you. He'll save you. If you're in this building today and you say, Pastor, I need to come. I need to get back under the shadow of God's protection. Would you just slip your hand up? Yes, 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 yes. If you're watching me online right now, you can pray this prayer with us. Today you can come back to your relationship. Back to your assurance of your salvation. Would you pray with me in this house? Say, Dear Lord Jesus... Thank you for your love, for your protection, for your salvation. Today, I will say, the Lord is my refuge. I've tried a lot of other things. I've tried it my own way. I've been caught in the snare, in the trap. I'm trapped. I'm wounded. I'm hurt. I'm lost. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Deliver me. Heal me. Protect me. Today, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I accept Him into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I repent of my sins. I turn my back on evil. Today, I choose to follow Jesus and do good. Jesus, help me. I love you. And because I love you, and because you love me, I'm safe. 
Father, I pray today that you would reach out and draw those people in to your comfort, to your healing, to your salvation, and under the shadow of your wings. Bring people under your care, under your love, under your protection. Father, I pray that you would deliver them from that trap they're in. Set them free from every habit and addiction. Free their mind from guilt and shame, from anxiety and worry and depression. Father, set their feet on a solid foundation. Let their relationship with you grow and flourish. Let their confidence in you grow to the place that they know you as Lord, Savior, and friend. Thank you. Everybody.